Hello and welcome to Filmmaking Actually with Coralinda. I'm Spacey, here to introduce part two of What Should You Know About Being an Actor or Actress Actually. Cora recently interviewed an award-winning actress who knows quite a bit about this subject, Mary Jameson. Uh, so if you want to go back and listen to part one, then you'll be able to pick up right where we left off, um, right about here. So enjoy. I remember when, in, back in my youth, acting was fun for me. I didn't really care about the auditions, so I used to get them all the time. Funny, I tested that theory actually recently, and I submitted to some of these little, like, um, the film challenge that we're doing. There was a bunch of casting calls, and I was like, ah, I'll have fun. Why not? I'll just, I'll just submit, see what happens. Every single submission I did, I got an audition for. Oh, nice. Every audition I did, except one, I got cast. Yeah. It's a numbers game. Because I and the only one I didn't get is the one that I really, really actually yeah. wanted. It yeah, was the yeah. only one, was the one that I was like actually really nervous about. And when I saw who they cast and how they cast it, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but it was just funny because I was like, I, I was like, okay, in LA it worked. I wonder if this is like really a thing. If you just don't care, if you just go for it and, and you know, whatever. Yeah. Here's yeah, because you notice it's the one that you were nervous about mm-hmm. is the one that you flubbed. Yep. Right. So you just kind of have to go into it. I think it, cause one of the, actually some of the best advice I ever got um, about auditioning was from a workshop. And of course, you know, like Ellie's got, I'm sure all across the country, they do this too. Like we have like the casting director workshops and some of them are legit where like you actually have really good casting directors who come in and are actually scouting and they do pull people um, to audition. And then there's other ones that are just in it to make that $250 per person, you know, and they don't really care. They're very paying attention. So I went to one and she she was hard. She was, she was tough. She was like no BS at all. She worked for a very high up thing. Um, and she was pretty brutal to a lot of people. And, but one of the things, like she gave some good advice, but one of the best advice I've ever been given was from her. And she said, there's no reason to be nervous. <laughs> and in my brain, I'm like, okay, honey. Yeah, of course. Like this. Okay. One, you're putting your soul out there for strangers to just rip apart. Like really, that's all it feels like, right? Is that you work all really hard on this audition and you go in there and they just like stomp on it in their Louis Vuitton heels um, and just like kick you out your door and there goes your dream. So we put a lot of pressure on it as an actor for sure. But what she told us was we as casting directors want you to uh, succeed more than you want to succeed because mm-hmm. the moment we cast somebody, our job is done and I can go home and have a glass of wine. That's mm-hmm. what she told us. She's like, I want the ne- every person that walks into that door to be a hundred percent what I want so that I can go home. And then my job is done and it makes my job really easy. She said, so don't put so much pressure on yourself because you can tell the people who are nervous, right? But the people who walk in are like, whatever, it's just another day, like me or don't like me, here I am you know, and they just like drop this awesome audition bomb. They're prepared. That was another thing she always said, always be prepared, take criticism, but stop, like, just stop stressing so much because we want you to succeed as much as like more than you want to succeed. And then I started thinking about, cause I've been on the other side of the table too, casting stuff. And I had that same thing. I was like, please God, let this next, next person be awesome. Yep. <laughs> Like, that's all I want is I want you to, I actually want you to succeed. I want you to be the best actor ever. So Cause I used to think of it as the moment you're walking in, they're instantly judging you, mm-hmm. you know, like these judgy wedgy people that are like way up here and I'm down here. But after being on the other side, I was like, Oh my God, it's true. Like I just want the next person to be awesome so that I can go home. And it was, and it's true. So I've kind of gone in there a, a little differently and it helps remove some of that stress. If you can just let it go, man, just, just go in there and do your thing. 
and didn't then go home. Like mic drop it and, and be done, you know? Amen. Um, Amen. <laughs> and there are, I do remember like, cause I went to some of those classes. Sometimes I'll do like a, like a, a series and I'll let you do like the first class for free or like $5 is like a preview or whatever. And you do and, like a scene and then they like, like judge your scene. Yeah. There are so many podcasts and so many books and so many, I mean, even there's just different styles. Like I've worked with yeah. actors who like, even just like acting techniques, like you and like, like Ashley Atwood, mind-blowing actress. And you even told me, you said, I think you told me have her audition twice, like, like yeah. see her second tape. And I was like, that's kind of a weird thing to ask, but sure. It's fine. You're the lead of the movie and she's <laughs> your friend. I will, I will take this into heart and I'll let her read twice. And it was funny because her second tape was like, her first tape was good. You yeah. know, I don't even know if I would have necessarily, I, may, I might've given her a callback out of like curiosity because it was good. Her next tape was like, wow. And then all of her in-person stuff, like the chemistry read was like mind blowing. And then her final read, because it came down to her and one other person right. who showed up unprepared. Yep. And we did, I don't, and, and it was just like, and then, she showed up hella late. Yeah. And, and totally unprepared. Yep. And to be fair, she did apologize. Like she reached out to me and, and she was really embarrassed. She was like, look, I, in hindsight, she was like, I, that was unprofessional and disrespectful. Like she, she apologized and I appreciated that, but she is not part of this project. Yep. Um, and Ashley's last one, like, she just like sat down and I was like, I'm sorry. Are we like on set now? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it does help that Ashley and I are really good friends. Although we had never worked together before, which yep. you didn't know. Nope. I think you thought we had worked together. And yep. then when she came in for, cause I was like, just let her come in and do the read. Cause I think after the second reading, you're like, it was really good, but you still weren't sold. But yeah. I was like, just let her read with me. Cause even though we'd never read together, I knew, I knew, cause I've known her for so long that I was like, this role would be so good for her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you just never know about like actual chemistry with people either. Cause we've had the opposite problem too, where someone looked amazing mm-hmm. on their audition because the great thing about sending in a video audition, right. Is that you can do it a bazillion times mm-hmm. and you can also like trim and make it, you know, make it look really great. Yeah. Um, but then when you come into person, you're in, in person, you're like, there's absolutely no chemistry happening right. um, between these two people at all. And there was that one girl who her tape was amazing and her reads were like good, but like, I just, every time I gave her direction, it felt like she was kind of pushing back. And then mm-hmm. she like, wouldn't, she just wouldn't give me any range. Like I just, I needed to kind yeah. of see like how she could it was move. The same, it. it was the same read every single time, no matter what you told her. I remember that actually. I remember and her. Then, right. And then I, I brought her back to tell her why I was sending her home. And I literally said, um, you know, thank you so much. I really, cause we had her come in. Like it was, this was like the mm-hmm. the big callback day, like sit there for yeah. hours in and out of the room. And I was like, um, you know, I really appreciated her time and that, you know, um, it was really great to see her, you know, in person doing it, but that I just, I felt like, I felt like when I was giving direction or when I was trying to like talk to her about the character, I didn't really feel like it was getting received. And without missing a beat, she literally said, really? I didn't feel like that. Yeah. I remember. I remember that. And I just sat there being like, and I was like, if I had seen, <laughs> I, I, I felt so bad too about like, cause she was good. And I re- I wanted to like, and I was like, you know me. But most I, directors don't even do that. They just be like, okay, go tell her that she's done. But instead you were nice enough to come back and be like, Hey, this is why you didn't get it. And as an actor, I would thought that that would have been great because so many times you just never hear anything. Like you just know you didn't get it because you just never hear anything and you don't know why or whatever. It's nice every once in a while when you get an email being like, hey, we're going to go another way or we're going to go a different ethnicity or we're going to go with somebody shorter or taller or whatever. 
So that's nice. But at the same time, like no, no one brings people in and be like, hey, so this is why we didn't cast you. So, I mean, I think just right off the bat, like that was really nice of you for even taking the time to do that because the day was already really long. But for her to be like, "Mm, no, you're crazy. I'm perfect. was kind of like... Hence why you're not in this production. Okay. And and it, it, there's a, um, in the masterclass, I think it's, is it Samuel L. Jackson? I don't know if you've ever seen his masterclass, like on masterclass. Yeah. He's, he said, never tell the director in an audition or any at any point, I wouldn't do it like that. And he said, because you're right. You won't do it like that because you're not going to get the part. <laughs> no, no. But then also like you, when you say you, yeah. That's not the character. Yep. Right. And yeah. that means that you are too much in your own head and you're not being the character at that time. Right. You, know? you are making it a decision for you, not make, not for the production or for the character or for the story. Yep. So if someone is stopping you and being like, Hey, we need you to do it this way. Um, give it, why not? First of all, even if you don't get agree with it, why not give it a try? Let's just give it a try. And if it doesn't work, you can go back to doing it the other way, right? But like, if a director, especially an audition, is like, hey, I need you to do it like this, you're going to be like, yes, (laughs) ma'am. Whatever you say, ma'am. No problem, (laughs) ma'am. I will also shake my head. Whatever you need. Whatever you need. You know, like, come on. It's such a funny thing. And like, I know um, the reason why I mentioned Ash is because I know you guys have two very different acting styles and like ways of approaching it. So like, how do you pick what advice to take? Cause like it is like, if somebody Googles, like how to be an actor, like you're going to yeah. die, like your yeah. brain will explode. You're you can't do it. So what, what, what do you use as like, what are some good, like, I'm trying to figure out how to make this, this question make sense. Like for me, I always ask myself, like, does this work for me? Like yeah. someone gives me some advice, I try it out or I, I think about it. Like if they say you need all your actors to come in wearing pink tutus, I'll be like, that makes no sense. No. But um, if there's like, like if they say, oh, you know, do this, this and this, maybe I'll try it, see what happens. How do you know, like what casting directors to listen to, what classes to take, what books to read, like what, what mm-hmm. guidelines do you use? Well, um, I mean, for me, it was a, a process of trial and error, right? Um, I took, you know, acting classes and, and, um, and theater and all that in college. And then as you, in, in colleges, they always have like a very specific way of teaching, right? Um, whether they're finding like Meisner or whatever, whatever they're following, method acting, non-method acting, that kind of thing. And I know, I know there's going to be some people that's this that like completely disagree with me. And that's <laughs> totally fine. Um, but for me, I don't believe that there is one, just one way of doing it. You know, Um, and we have great examples of that, of people like award winning actors who have been in this like thing for 40, 50 years and they have very different methods. You know, like one person is super, super method where, you know, they are the character at all times, no matter what. Um, And then there's other people who can instantly go into character on set. And then they're and then the moment you say cut, they're done. You know, Um, for me, I've tried both ways. and it, I think it depends on the character as far, far as doing, like for me, at least far, as far as doing method, I cannot, especially if it's a bad, like a bad situation, yeah. I can't live in that headspace and be a healthy functioning human being. But at the same time, I also need some of that method if I'm doing something crazy and emotional like that. So I can't just turn it off and on. So for me, I do a little of the in between, right? So I've, 
taken the classes for method. I've taken the classes for non-method. I've read all the books. Um, and this was years and years of, of trial and error, what actually works for me. And I've just kind of found a way to kind of merge the two together, right? So it kind of just depends on the character and what I'm doing. As far as figuring out classes and um, that kind of stuff, I try to go with very reputable like houses where it's not just like one random because I think these have actually started to get like banned in California where you have um, a casting director and they just have like one random night in like a, a random hall where you're like, you know, and so that's kind of easy, but you want to go through an actual reputable house that you can go on and read reviews on it first, like read the reviews of other students who have gone there. And then also look up the Better Business Bureau and make sure that that casting director is legit Make sure that that house that's providing the casting director um, or workshop, whatever workshop you're doing, could be after yeah. workshop, whatever, um, that they're legit. If they have anything against them, don't go. Don't spend your money there. But try to, try to do like the bigger houses that actually have a lot of success stories coming out of it. You are going to pay more money for it, but you're paying for quality. You're paying for people who have been in the business for a really long time. They're getting they're getting results from their actors. Like their actors are legitimately booking things and, um, and you can go on and read that kind of stuff. Like everything is now, you know, everything is online, all the good and the bad. So take the time to do your research. And, and as far as like figuring out what method works, you know, it's just, it's all going to be, and again, there's going to be a thousand people out there that are like, no, Meisner only, um, <laughs> it's fine. Um, but find the thing that works for you, you know, because everybody is different and the way that you process things is going to be different. Um, and that's fine. You know, there, I, I don't believe that there is one way. I think everyone has their own way. And like you said, figure out what works for you. Right. Awesome. So I feel like you've already given a ton of advice, but what is good advice that pe- people should take specifically about auditioning and the audition process? I mean, we may have covered that already. Is there anything else you want to add or you think we covered it? Um, things in the audition and the auditioning process. Be prepared. Like we said, mm-hmm. Um, know what you're getting into before you get into it. Mm-hmm. Do your research, you know. I don't know. I think that's kind of it. Um, there's this other thing where people are like dress for the part kind of thing, like dress up in character. I don't believe in that. I, I can't tell you. And some of the director or casting directors I've talked to too were being like, I don't need you to come in dress as the doctor. I like, I don't need that. Right. So like, I, I just dress, but I make myself look good, right? Like <laughs> wear what you feel. Because at the same time, if you go in in, a, in an uncomfortable outfit, or something that you're not comfortable in, it's going to show in your audition. So go in feeling fabulous, like dress to be, dress to be successful, right? Because like make clothes your armor, go in feeling confident. And if you have to wear a specific outfit or specific like jewelry or do your hair a specific way to make yourself be as confident as possible, do that because this is your time. The audition process is your time. And if you need to, if you need to like, Another good advice that I've gotten from a casting director is own the room, like go in and um, own the room. And like, this is your time. So do what you need to do to make it successful. Whether it's like, can we stand it this way or move it this way? Or, you know, run this line or do it this way. Like ask questions, um, be involved in your audition. Cause this is your audition, you know? So don't just walk in and say your lines and run away, like be involved, show them that you have done the prep, ask a question. If you have a question, do in a fun accent, like shake it up, you know, just try to try to stand out. 
No, that's great advice. Um, and that's funny that you said that because I know that one of the things that gets me is unless like, you know, there was one uh, we're auditioning for a role and in the sides, it's a spy movie and the girl's literally tied to a chair. So like, you know, it's, and I remember watching one because I'm used to this one actress who was auditioning who I'm familiar with and she's very animated. And I was thinking to myself, why isn't she moving her hands? And then she's I talking about me? No. <laughs> I throw, no one can see this in the podcast, but I'm throwing my hands up. I'm also very animated. Um, just kidding. Um, but no, um, but I remember that in the scene, her hands are tied and that's why she wasn't moving them. But unless it's very specific like that, so many auditions that I've seen where the actors are moving, they're not just standing there. Like, remember that one girl who read with you for the chemistry read on uh, Comic Relief? And she was like, like, man, like, no, come over here. And she like, moved. yeah, she was like physically moving me. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> like, you first have to ask so your work. The one thing about that, like movement. So I think one thing about movement is that a lot of um, auditions that you go to, they tell you not to move because you're on camera, right? So your camera movements have to be a lot smaller than if you're in theater where everything's right. so much bigger, you know, and they're like, so you're, but people are a lot of times just standing here, but really you do like, and that's part of the thing where I say, um, ask questions, be like, what's my frame? Yeah. Ask what is my frame? How big it can I move? Like if they're like, oh, it's just at your face because it's like a really intense thing. All right. But ask, can I move around? You know, because like you said, no one wants to watch this whole like blah, 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 blah. Like read just like straight up and down. We want to see what you're going to do with the character. We want to see the personality of the character. And that is going to come through with your physicality. However, to Cora's point, if you are working with another person do not touch them unless you have permission to physically touch. Like if you're working with another reader, don't just grab them and throw them against the wall. Some of us don't like that. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to get physical, ask ahead of time, be like, is it okay if I touch you? You know, cause I'm going to guarantee you, I'm going to say no. <laughs> so um, I don't, I don't know. You don't touch me. Don't get physical unless you have permission, but yes, move around, fill up the space, fill the space. Be the space. Be the space. Ask about your frame. I think that's one of the best um, things I got. Again, in the workshop, they they told, because the other, the other classes I took, you know, they're like, you stand there because you're in TV and it's all very small movements. And the one, like this one guy was like, no, ask what your frame is. And I was like, oh, I can do that? Yes, you can do that. You can ask all kinds of crazy questions when you go in there. This is your audition. We want you to be awesome. So go in there and like talk. Show us you, you know, be you. And, yes. and ask, what is my frame? It's like, actually, the first thing I ask almost every time is like, what's my frame? How much can I move? Because I am an animated lady and I need to move. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's a great question. Um, so um, I know we've talked a lot about the auditioning process and auditioning. What are some ways that you prep for a role? So like you've passed the audition, you've been cast. Woohoo, you're great. You're ready. Now what? Um, well, the first thing I do is once I get the full script, I read the full script out of character. I just want to read the script and I want to see how other people react to my character. Because when I see how other people react to my character, it actually helps me make my character a little bit more, you know, like, cause I could read just my character's lines and think, oh, well, she's this person. 
And that's just like one side of an argument, right? So, but every relationship is two people. So I want to read the script first and just see how other people react to her. So I might say something that I think is snarky and funny, but when I read the script and I see that someone actually takes great offense to it, well, maybe that means I'm going to deliver the, the line completely differently due to the reaction of the people. But first I just try to go in and read the script completely without any sort of like, this is my character. This is how I want to go with her, blah, blah, blah. Then I'll go back and kind of fill, figure out all the different relationships and the, 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 the dynamics of everybody. And then I go in and try to actually become her and feel like, you know, how is she reacting to things? How, how are people reacting to her? And, and like really just start like absorbing her as a character, I guess you could say. And then once I've ex- absorbed and decided the way that I want to present it and and be her, I then start memorizing because as soon as I can get off the page, the more things will come organically. And I am very blessed in that um, I have an excellent memory. So remembering lines is very easy for me. Uh, Knock on wood. Um, whatever. Um, so it's, it's nice to be able to, cause then you get it off the page and then you can be more fluid with your character. Everything starts coming more organically. And then you can kind of change up and feel, you know, how is, you know, well, maybe I want to change it this way or say this differently or whatever, but I try not to be really stuck on how I'm going to say things or do things until I start working with my co-stars because acting is all about listening. You know, it's all about, I'm going to deliver this line and I'm going to, they're going to listen about how I said it. And then I'm going to watch their reaction. And then I'm going to play off that reaction. So there's only so much you can prep for on your own. So the moment you can start working with your co-stars is a blessing because the the more organic everything is going to come, the more you are going, you guys are going to have a better chemistry, you know, but um, really, I mean, like I said, I just like to start off as kind of a blank slate. Like I don't try to go in there with any sort of preconceptions of everything, even though I've been through the audition process and I kind of understand the character until you actually can get cast in it and I can wrap your brain around it, really take the time to process, you know, then I'll start breaking everything down. But I try not to do that until we're well into the um, prepping process. That's some great advice. Um, Which you probably didn't know, even though we've done so many projects together, that's how I prep for my projects. Just, just so you know, Cora. <laughs> I actually, I actually didn't know that. So I was listening. I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Cause you do. Yeah. Like every time I've worked with you, it's like this really perfect balance of, of like ready without being like cast in stone to where you can't move. Like, you know, if you say something one way and there's a direction to go another way, like you'll flex with that, but it's within the parameter of your character. And it's, yeah, yeah I mean, you're great to work with, but, um, oh, <laughs> right back at you, girl. <laughs> Um, this is, this is a nepotistic past test. This is one of my favorite. That's right. <laughs> Friends only. <laughs> but, um, but no, I mean, honestly, that is, that's why, I mean, you know, I've got like endless respect for you and, and because we are friends, I'm very lucky because I know like, you'll be real with me. Like I'll ask you questions and I'll be like, did I mess up? Like, is this something I should do differently or whatever? Like as a director. And I want like a, an actor's perspective of someone who I trust to tell me, yes, Cora, you go apologize to them right now. Like, <laughs> Because you will tell me. Thankfully, I can get just go. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's right. I was going to say, thankfully, I don't think you've ever said that to me, which isn't a good. No, no. <laughs> but, um, you, for anyone listening to this, like, like this is a Mary's a good person to listen to as an actress because, like, not only are you so talented, but you're so professional, and it isn't just about like 
it isn't just about like being nice because you want people to be nice to you. It's because you genuinely respect the people that you're working with. And like, like you said, you know, we've had run-ins with, you know, a certain other person or with, you know, another production person or whatever, where it's like awkward or weird or where they maybe weren't the best person to be working with. And even when you tell me about it, it's always in a, like in a professional capacity, like you need to know this because blah, like, I think, I think the reason it took you a year to tell me about that other person was because I mentioned that I was going to be hiring them for something. And you were like, I just think you should know this. And that's something else. Like if you are a major creative part of a project and you hear that someone's going to be coming on that project that you happen to know isn't necessarily going to be a great fit or might, or you've seen them cause problems in the past, because when you're on set, there's no time. Like you have every second is accounted for. Like you said, you like a great set. You really become a family. Like everybody's hanging out before and after, even before COVID, you know, we'd wrap for the day. And then I remember like Louisiana, like everyone's sitting out there, like, you know, drinking and hanging out and like whatever. And, and Alex was there watching, making sure that the drinking was like a beer or two and not like anything crazy. And when it got like, you know, people started reaching for a third, he just like quietly put it away, you know, like... <laughs> <laughs> I've also been on projects where it's so tight. We make a rule like, okay, um, we're only going to be here for a week, no drinking. Like we're just, and if you can't go a week without a drink, then you need more help we can offer you. So please talk to somebody about that. But hopefully for seven days, we're able to just focus on this project and then, you know, we'll come back. Um, but uh, generally, like there is a balance between holding on to the character, holding on to your take on the character and you collaborating with it while also being respectful and professional, while also being prepared, while also understanding the collaboration, not just with the writer and the director, but with your scene partners, like with the other characters, yeah. with the story. Um, and you walk that line so perfectly. <laughs> um, I really feel like I'm lucky to work with you, like, because it's nice. Like, I know, like, it's just like one thing to not worry about. It's like, okay, Mary, okay, good. So that's going to be fine. So now I'll worry about this <laughs> thing over here. Well, at least one person's coming to work prepared. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I do get so mad though when I cut, like I've spent so much time preparing, you know, and this is a job we're supposed to be doing. This is like any, and I just don't get it because it's like any other career. Like you wouldn't come to work unprepared. Right. Why would you come to set unprepared? So I take great offense when like my co-stars and stuff come because it's, it's, it's insulting to me. It's a waste of my time. You know, it's a waste of my time, it's a waste of your time, it's a waste of everybody else who's on set. And if you're going to be in this profession, you need to take it seriously. You know, this is not fun times, you know, high school musical. We're not, we're not just like dancing around having fun. Like that's not what being on set is. It It's thousands, if not millions of dollars of other people's money, mm-hmm. you know, that time racks up. Like if you're on a SAG project and you go over that eight hours, that is automatically double time. And then like triple time, time and a half, like it, like that money racks up fast. And so that puts strain on the production. It can actually close a production down if too much money is it's wasted on people being unprepared. So, you know, just take it seriously, you know? So I, I appreciate that core. It's really nice. I do take a lot of time to prepare myself. That's and for you're sure. awesome at it. I know you said that memory is a blessing for you and, um, uh, do you have any tips for memorizing lines? Like, is there any sort of method that you find works or is it just kind of like do what works for you and there is no science to it? Um, I have kind of a photographic memory. Mm. So I remember almost everything I've ever written or um, read. Like I take a photo of it in my brain and so I can like file through it and like bring it back up. But um, 
So I'm a little bit, a little bit of a, you know, a savant. Like I got a really great memory. It's kind of like all I got going for me here. So no. um, you know, like just pull that stuff right thing. up. Um, but um, I think, I mean, and one, I like practice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, practice where you're not, have, not distracted. You know, you need to focus on it. One of the things that I like to do is um, I record, like if I'm working on a certain scene, I will record my scene. If I can't work with my scene partner, I will record their lines on like my phone. Like in like, I'll, then I'll read my lines kind of quietly. So I know how long I want to have it. And then I'll read their next line on, re- on recorder. And I will put them in my earpods in my ear and I'll walk around my house having this dialogue with this other person, whether I'm holding it in my hand or not, but it's like a constantly running through it. Sometimes writing things down also helps, right? So if I'm having a really hard time remembering something, writing it down as I'm saying it. So I'll be listening to the, uh, my co-stars lines and then I'll say, or like write it down. And it just helps me like take take that picture and remember it in in my mind. Um, that's rare. Usually it's just, I'm talk, I like have it recorded and then I'm reading the line and then reading the line. And then as I go through, I just, I don't have to do it. And then I can even do it in traffic, which I know everyone in LA loves uh, to watch uh, actors uh, do their lines uh, while they're sitting at a red light, waiting for them to go. To be fair, I don't think I've ever had to be honked at for it because it's it's almost like listening to a podcast, right? So you're like listening to a podcast and then responding to said podcast. So um, (laughs) so I do that, but like, I try not to be too animated at that stoplight to be sure. But it just kind of reminds me of like every movie ever about LA. You see somebody like sitting in a convertible and like, no, you can't handle the truth, you know, like as, and then someone's looking over like, ugh, actors. Um, That's that's for sure. Yeah. That's why if I'm really struggling or if, or if I'm um, like, in, like I have a lot of projects going on at once and I'm trying to remember like a bunch of different things and places I have to be at, um, that kind of helps to just kind of do that. But usually it's, I get a, enough time, even just like sleep, sitting in bed instead of reading a book at night, I'll read the script. I don't know. It's, it's, I feel like it's an unfair question because I have an unfair memory advantage, but yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I know, um, Spacey, that's like the one thing about acting for him. He's like, how do you remember all the lines? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. You just remember them. That's right. <laughs> People are like, like I, for, I think Happy Valley, um, because I was a lead in Happy Valley, it was like a hundred pages or something like that. And I had lines on almost every page. Um, there's like maybe like two scenes that I'm not in. Yeah. And I showed it to my sister. She's like, and there's just like yellow lines everywhere. And she's like, how on earth? do you memorize this? And like comic relief, same kind of thing. Like I have, especially because we're doing the comic, like the scenes where I'm telling jokes and there's like chunks of lines and stuff. And so, um, I don't know. I I mean, I actually kind of find the challenge uh, fun. Like it's kind of, you know, a a challenge for me to go over it. It is hard though, when you spent so much time memorizing stuff and then before you get on set, they hand you the rewrite. Mm. And you're like, (laughs) You get these couple little pages like stapled together with rewrites in it, and you're like, "This is not fair." Like, am I getting a bonus for remembering everything like two seconds before I go on the set? So I think you just get um, you get used to doing that kind of stuff. Like, I think it's just practice makes perfect. You know, if you don't use it, if you don't use it, you lose it, kind of thing. So the more you do it, the easier it is. Yeah, that's been a. um, I just do the straight like say the lot, like read the line, remember, like, re- like I do like the, just the like memorizing type thing and like just saying it over and over again. And, oh, and yeah. that's just been my thing. But even then I, it's weird. I, I heard, I forget who it, it was. Some famous actor who said this, it was something like learn your lines so that you can forget your lines until you're just saying the lines yeah, or something like that. 
That's, yeah, that's why I like to memorize it in conversation. Yeah. And I yeah. do the same thing. Like I, I never thought of tape. That's really smart. Actually, I never thought of taping the reverse. I just have the paper. It's almost like it's my job, right? Like right? I have good ideas. <laughs> Are you good at your job, um, but uh, but yeah, no, that's that's brilliant because it 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 is like, and that's two of the biggest directions we give. I mean, aside from go watch the Michael Caine School of Acting regarding the difference between stage acting and film acting, that's like mm-hmm. the number one note one. that we give is um, listen between like not listen to me, listen to your scene partner. Like when you're not talking, you are still in character. Cause so many times we'll have like performance while they're talking. And then they're like a doll waiting for the next line performance while they're talking. And then like a doll waiting for the next line. Yeah. And it's acting. You're acting at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're always in character until the director says cut. And, um, that that's from Joe actually, um, uh, his advice to actors. And that to me was like, it's true. Like learn your lines until you're just saying them. You're not, yeah. Because you don't want to be acting it, right? Like you, right. you say this until it's like normal conversation for sure. Yeah. Um, so uh, those are actually all my questions. Um, ah, nice. Anything else that you want to add? Anything you want to throw out there? Um, uh, I know we covered a lot. Any, anything I didn't cover? <laughs> I tried to think of everything in the questions. Um, to be honest, like one of the, just a, just a little note um, to actors out there. Um for me, I always just wanted to act. I, that's the only part of the production I ever wanted to have anything to do in. And so that's what I did for a really long time was just focus on acting. But then at one point in my life, I was like, cause after I went on like my first really big set, I was like, God, there are so many people involved in actually making this work. And I wanted to know what life was like on the other side. And so it was a big eye opener for me having to deal with actors. And I was like, oh my God, we're horrible people. Like, this is like, oh my, I'm like, am I like, so I started doing, um, I like talked to some friends who were putting stuff together or whatever. And I kind of worked my way up as well. Like I'd be acting, but then also wanted to do some uh, back, back stuff. So I did wardrobe as you know. Um, and then I did some makeup things. I did set design. I was a, um, production assistant. And then I worked my way up to being an actual producer on a, on a feature film. And, Oh my God, all I wanted to do was punch actors like the whole time. Right. So like managing the egos was intense and like, I only eat pistachios when I'm on set, like that kind of an attitude. Right. Or like, uh, I have a different audition for something else that's even bigger. I'm going to be two hours late. And then it's like, okay, we're well, not going to be the production anymore. So, um, I think I, I ended up <laughs> being a little more, more harder on my fellow actors because as someone who is also an actor, I was like, this attitude is deplorable. Like how on earth are, are we getting away with this crap? Because yes, we are the quote unquote talent, but as someone who was also on the other side, I was like, you would be standing in the middle of the street naked. If you didn't have any, any of these other people who are involved in this production, like, what are you thinking? Like, again, this isn't about you, right? Like a production is a production because we have a thousand people working on it together, not one random actor. So it kind of really opened my eyes in that, again, that whole be nice to everybody thing. But at the same time, I would encourage other people who are in this business to um, try, if you just wanted to be an actor, try doing stuff on the other side. Um, try, try sitting in that casting chair, um, you know, try organizing catering for a hundred people, including actors who all claim to have some sort of dietary indiscretion, but really it's you're just being a dramatic person and, um, tell me how fun that is. And I guarantee you the next time you go on set as an actor, you will be, have nothing but gratitude and it will change you as an actor as well, because having gratitude for something makes you want to be better in it. 
right? Like you're thankful for being cast in this. You're thankful for the makeup person. You're thankful for your costumer who was doing everything she can to make you look fabulous. Uh, you're thankful for the director for giving you the opportunity. And I think it just really helps because um, eagles run rampant in this, in this uh, industry. So I think it really helps bring us down and realize, again, it's not about us. And this production wouldn't be here if it wasn't for all the hundreds of people who are working steadfast behind the scenes. And so I encourage anyone who just wants to be an actor to try out some of those other behind the scene things if, if you can, because it'll give you a much more appreciative look at being able to be the talent who gets to sit in the chair and fall asleep while your makeup is being put on, you know? Um, I think that's just like my last little, my last little bit of advice is to try, try everything in this industry because it, it's a fabulous industry when done right. I agree. No, that's, that's fantastic advice. And it, it always helps when you walk a couple steps in someone else's shoes, you yeah. know, I, you know, I, I send out like a survey that says like, what are your dietary restrictions? What are your requests? And I say, what would you like to have? We will try to accommodate the likes, mm-hmm. but like you can try, but when someone does do the, like, I only eat the, this and this, and it's kind of like, okay, are you, is this like medical? Like, do you need this? Or is this yeah. like, you're like, where, where, please tell me how to prioritize. Well, it's this. just, it's just funny to see that. Like you can have a crew of 200 people and mm-hmm. all of them are like, I don't care to speed us. Right. And then you have five actors and each one of them magically has something different. So it's like, if I can feed 200 people the same thing <laughs> and they're totally chill with it, they will make it work. But then you have the talent who all have to have 13,000 different things, you know, like you have to start questioning that, you know, yeah, like yeah. I get 200 people to make it work for them without one complaint. Yeah. And I have five people who I've ordered special meals for, and there's a problem with every one of them. Yeah. Like, there's a problem there. Oh, you know, thousand percent. And to be fair, usually big, bigger productions, like when you're at like that many cast and crew, you have a full catering. Like, yeah, you have a full catering lunch, kit for sure. Like a sandwich. Yeah. Lunch is like you have salads and meat and fruits and vegetables. Yeah. Like there's so many things. There's, I remember I was on set for Kingdom. The mm-hmm. there's like the show Kingdom, um, and it's all about like MMA fighters, or whatever. So I was on that. That set was amazing, by the way. Um, <laughs> on that set, I had a fantastic day. I had my own trailer. It was awesome. It's probably one of my. That's another one of great experiences of my life. Although I was nude in that one, so no one go look me up in that because um, <laughs> otherwise you just get to see the girls. Um, um, but that was a fantastic day. By the way, when you do when you do topless scenes, people cater to you like crazy because I'm pretty sure they don't want to be sued. <laughs> so like the moment it says cut, they're like, here's your robe, Miss Jameson. Here's it. What can we make? Is everyone making you feel comfortable? Like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, if I wasn't comfortable sitting by a pool without my top on, I wouldn't be here. You know, like literally I got paid like $1,300 to sip drinks by the pool all day. And I was like, I'm cool on a closed set. So the catering was insane. Like there was like seven different tables. Like one table was just meat that was being like grilled up right there. We had a cheese table that was just full of cheese. We had a smoothie booth where you could go and ask for any kind of smoothies you want. Um, there was a, a, a table just for salad. So to, to your point, you know, for sure there's, there is that, but I think part of that is just because there's so many like dietary uh, things, but working in small, like working in indie things, you know, when you the same kind of thing. Just, I mean, if you have a legitimate diet thing, I get that. I have a lot of family members who have like legitimate dietary issues, but to be a pain, just to be a pain and be a like drama, yeah. drama llama about it. Like <laughs> if there, if you're on a budget, if you're getting paid to be there, first of all, try to be as accommodating as possible. Right. Like I can make this work. I can pick off this. It's really not that big of a deal. Right. Like, yeah. um, just, you know, be chill, be chill. Yeah. Be, be zen. It's just be cool. 
you're making a movie. Well, what else could you want in life, right? Like, just just be chill. Very first time, I think I was on, I want to say it was CSI New York. I was standing there looking around and I thought to myself, this is my job. This is what I'm being paid to do. And it was, I was very young. This was a long time ago. And I was like, this is, I'm like, how I feel right now. I need to never forget that. I need to never walk on set and not feel the way I feel right now with that rush of the breakfast burrito cart and the coffee and the half hungover grips with the cigarettes hanging out of their mouths. And the like, <laughs> best and and i always get really i feel really special when i whenever i get a walkie i'm like yes i've made it i have a walkie (laughs) it's such an amazing experience making movies like we get to do this for a living and it's i don't know whenever i focus on that it's hard to not be thankful or to not feel so grateful for everybody who is putting so much of their time in and honestly like working with great talent that is I've worked with the entire range, as you know, of of the amazing at the top down through the, I'm sorry, I will not work with them again. Um, And it, it just, it's so amazing when you're working with incredible people on an amazing project. And um, so, yeah, I'm thankful for you. I'm so glad that you um, were down to like, kind of share your experience. Um, We're trying to do more podcasts now. So, uh, I'm just happy that we were able to cover all this. I hope it was useful to everybody listening. And um, I love you. You're amazing, Mary. Oh, I love you too. <laughs> I'm so excited that you asked me. I really appreciate you wanting um, to me be on here. I hope everyone who's listening has learned something and that you're not just like, oh, this woman. Um, but oh. I, I, I appreciate uh, being on here and letting me um, share my woes of good and bad. Because uh, Lord knows after. I mean, 18 years in the biz, there's definitely been some questionable choices <laughs> I have made. Um, but we learn from all of those choices, right? And we get to make great friends uh, just like you. Um, so I'm, I'm very, very thankful for every every project you let me come on. Even if it's just my face where I have to look sad, like any, any, like I'll, like, I just am very, you know, grad, lots of gratitude and, and thank, thankfulness to you and Spacey for letting me pr- be part of your projects. So, well, you know, we're lucky to have you, so. Um, (laughs) not only is Mary an absolutely amazing actress and you should cast her in all of your projects because she is phenomenal and you will be thankful to have her. Um, but she also makes these absolutely mind-blowingly phenomenal skincare products. They are, um, all vegan unless otherwise noted, organic, all natural, hand mixed, handmade, deodorant, face soaps, lotion bars. She is not paying me to say this. I, um... (laughs) My bathroom. Not even a, I don't have any money, so absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> My bathroom is literally full of her soap and her lotion. And I once um, went to Sundance without her lotion and uh, I had to have her overnight me some stuff because my skin was not having it. And literally within minutes of getting it on my hands, the cracking healed up and I was able to function for the rest of the festival. So check her out all in a fizzy on Instagram. You can see all her great stuff and DM her. She also does like glass etching and wood burning. This woman's just insanely talented. Just have her in your life because it will be- I don't be- do idle. Uh, yeah, I don't do idle and I don't do halfway. So that's very sweet. So yeah, check, look look me up, check me up. Yeah, <laughs> taking bookings, you know, all that fun stuff. Self-promotion, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um. And you, uh, do you want to share like your personal socials or- yeah, you guys can you guys can look me up. I'm um, on IMDb or um, Instagram. It's M E R R I 
nine, just the number nine on Instagram. So Mary nine. Um, and then on um, IMDb, it's just my name, M-E-R-R-I, and then Jameson, like the whiskey, but with an I. And that's it for this conversation with Mary Jameson. And we want to thank her so much for coming on the show. But we can keep the conversation going because if you go to patreon.com slash spacedreamfilms for as little as $1.99, you can get involved and learn a lot more about filmmaking there. The podcast will always be free, so no worries there. Um, Yeah, that's it. I'm going to stop talking now. Bye. Well, actually, I'm going to talk again because I do the outro. So here I am. You've been listening to Filmmaking Actually with Coralinda, Space Dream Productions podcast. Subscribe to us on any or all the podcast platforms, but we especially recommend our sponsor, Anchor. If you like what you hear, leave us five-star ratings and positive reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. It helps more listeners like you discover the show. But the best thing you can do if you really like the show is tell a friend. Want to leave a comment or ask a question? Email at filmmakingactually at gmail.com. This is Stacy speaking, and remember... You actually were telling the truth. I do that quite a lot. Your people are always surprised. And we'll see you next time.